Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One and two on Bryson. Polante ready. Here's the pitch. Swing at a ground ball. Diving. Boltzmann's got it. Coming home. The throw. It's late. Yes. Sosa with a head first slide. He has scored. And another run is home. Edmundo Sosa just in under the tag of Molina. And it's four to two Phillies in the ninth. Great job by Scott Fransky there. Great job by LA. Who's <laughs> you here trying to control his emotion and doing it because it was Fransky's call to make. And it was a terrific moment in a very odd game. Ben Davis, our pal, joins us now. Of course, Ben is a uh, one of the terrific broadcasters on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Unfortunately, Ben, I got to listen to Alex Rodriguez and not Ben Davis, but that's my own gripe. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I uh, just got done cutting the little guy's hair and uh, just getting ready for his big football game today at 3 There o'clock. you go. Look at yep. Mr. Dad. Okay. Yep, that's good, it. Good for you. So. They win yesterday, and they win um, on some fortuitous plays. If you're a Cardinals fan, like, why did Arenado throw home on that play? Uh, you know, guys who don't make errors are making error. Or Goldschmidt throw home on that play. Excuse me. Arenado makes what really was an error that they called a hit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But my question out of this is this. Do you believe in momentum in, uh, well, in anything, but particularly in the postseason by winning yesterday, what does that mean, if anything, for the Phillies today? Well, I think it definitely gives them some momentum moving forward to, to, to tonight's game at 8.30. Um, and I think if, if you're St. Louis Cardinal and you're sitting in that clubhouse after the game and you're thinking, man, we just literally gave that game to the Phillies. And give the Phillies credit, they took it. They took advantage of every opportunity they had, every mistake that the Cardinals made, uh, every walk that Helsley was going to give to them, the hit batters. They took advantage, and that's what good teams do. They take advantage of the other team's mistakes. Um, I think it's going to be awfully tough for that Cardinals team to get back in today and have the mental fortitude to go out there and kind of put yesterday behind them because it is such a short series. If it was the seven-game best of seven, you could see them, okay, you know what, shrug it off, we get them tomorrow. But it's such a short series, it's going to be hard for them to rebound. Ben, one guy I want to give props to, I don't think Glenn or I have done it just yet, and we should, uh, kind of flew under the radar yesterday, was David Robertson. Mm -hmm. Because he comes in in the eighth, the Phillies have lost the lead, Alvarado first time in a month gets victimized, you got to hold the line, and he comes in and gets two Ks and an easy out for the third out that gave them that chance, and momentum is what it is, and we all try and define it, We none of us really know what it is, but they did uh, go on to get the sixth spot in the top of the ninth. 
He had not pitched well late in the year. Most everyone, yours truly included, was saying, well, it's either going to be Eflin or Alvarado in a big spot. Well, Robertson stepped into a big spot, a trailing spot, but big. But he did a really nice job for the yesterday. He did an outstanding job. And Rob Thompson addressed that after the game. He said, you know, he said, Robbie threw the ball extremely well. And, and he did. And that is something I think, like you said, he has not been pitching well. He's been walking a lot of guys. And that's not been his M.O. over the years. I think his, his playoff pedigree showed through yesterday. And I think moving forward, this is a great sign for the Phillies because they're going to need him. They're going to need everybody in that bullpen to step up because they have not been throwing the ball great. You're putting too much pressure on the starting pitchers. Uh, but what D-Rob did yesterday was awesome to see. And, again, moving forward, that's a good sign. If he can throw the ball like that, he can get anybody out. I don't care what part of the lineup they're in. Ben Davis is our guest. Ben, so tonight, let's say, and we'll get into Aaron Nolan a little bit, but let's say they have a you know a three to two lead going into the ninth, and you look at your bullpen. If you're Rob Thompson, Eflin, you know didn't didn't look particularly sharp yesterday. Didn't blow the game, but didn't look great. We know what Sir Anthony's been going to. Robertson pitched well, but pitched yesterday. Do you have a closer tonight? Who's your closer? Well, depending on what part of the lineup they have, I think you have to go back to Alvarado. Um, the way he's been throwing the ball, he didn't throw a ton of pitches yesterday. He had a couple days off, and I think he's going to be your closer. Um, you know, I think he, he just he left the pitch up yesterday. What I really didn't like about the home run was the 3-2 slider or cutter that he threw to Carlson, the hitter before. If I'm throwing 102 with sink, I'm throwing 102 with sink right down the middle, letting him beat it in the ground. I didn't like the, the, the two-out walk, and that's what really kind of got things going. Two-out walks, if anyone listens to any broadcast I've ever done, knows how much I despise that. Uh, he ended up making the one bad pitch to Yepes, took him out of the yard. But it was nice to see the Phillies offense obviously rebound. But I think you have to go back to, to Alvarado in, that, in the situation. If it is a safe situation today, I think Jose gets the ball. All right, Ben, before we get to uh, Aaron Nola and what we expect him to do against that Cardinal lineup tonight, let's look at Miles Michaelis against the Phillies. His game, his pitches, how do they match up? Is there any potential lineup change right for center field? Like, what do you think they roll out there tonight against Miles Michaelis? I think you're going to see Harper go back to the three-hole and then have JT hit in the four-hole, just basically flip-flop those two in the lineup. Mike Litt does have a very good cutter. He's going to try and throw it up underneath the hands of, of Kyle Schwarber and, 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 and Bryce Harper and Bryson Stott, all the lefties in the lineup. I'm assuming Marsh would be back in there tonight. He's going to try and throw that cutter up underneath the hands of these lefties. They have to make sure, listen, if it's starting on the inner third, they have to let it go because it ends up being a ball. He's also mixing a, a real slow breaking ball and does have, you know, mid-90s fastball to accompany the other pitches. But he's a guy that, you know, he's, he's fearless out there. Uh, but they have to make sure, the lefties especially, that they don't let him just live inside. They, gotta, they have to get them out of his kitchen. All right, let's talk about Aaron Nola. He was terrific in the uh, game that got him into the playoffs the other day. He's been good in September, but he has also had those Aaron Nola innings, Aaron Nola outings, where it's like he breezes through five, and then all of a sudden, you know, single, something happens, home run. Um, I'm trying to figure out the question I want to ask out of that, which I want to ask more than your level of confidence in him. What have you seen? I'll, I'll put it this way. What have you seen from him in his last few starts that gives you a sense of what he might do tonight? Um, more fastballs, less curveballs, a few more change-ups. He's even mixing in that, that slider or cutter, whatever you want to call it, a little bit more. But I think his, it's his confidence in his fastball that has kind of set him apart in this particular September. Uh, the last outing that he had against the Astros, that's the best pure stuff and command I've ever seen Aaron Nola have. 
And that is, you know, all the years that he's been here, there's was the best command I've seen. His fastball, he could hit in that rear end from 60 feet, 6 inches with that fastball the other day. Uh, the curveball he mixed in as well. The changeup, he used a little bit more than he had in previous starts. That was very good. Uh, Aaron Nola does very well against teams that don't see him a lot because of that of, of his ability a to throw strikes and b to punch your ticket. You know when he got first got called up, I just never thought he'd be the strikeout pitcher that he has turned into be. Um, obviously, the Cardinals have not seen him a whole heck of a lot, and I think that that matches up well for Aaron. I think he's poised to go out there and dominate today. Uh, I think if if you can get seven innings out of Aaron tonight, Phillies win the ball game. Yeah. Ben, this is one of the things we can tap into you as a former player: pressure. Before the series started, I said the Phillies are in a good spot because they have very little pressure on them. I know 11 straight years of not making the playoffs, but they did. And then you'd like to see them win, but they're a wild card team. They didn't win a division like the Cardinals did. They had less pressure than the homestanding Cardinals did for me. How much is the pressure now ratcheted up on the Cardinals because of not only losing yesterday's game, but the way they lost yesterday's game? Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't want to go to a game three. Um, I, again, I think the Phillies get it done tonight. Um, but pressure, I think this team and the players on it have taken on the personality of their skipper, Rob Thompson. And Rob is a just – he. and I said on the postgame show yesterday, I said, uh, you know, after they interviewed Rob Thompson, I said, he almost smiled. <laughs> he almost smiled. Um, he's a guy that you just don't know if his team won 10 nothing or they lost 10 nothing. Uh, I think the team has really taken on his personality and the fact that they're very business-like. They're professionals out there uh, in the clubhouse and on the field. And I think it's, you know, his demeanor has really rubbed off on this ball club. This is a very tightly knit group, and one a lot tighter than I've seen it over the past years. Um, they believe in each other. They believe in themselves. And I think it's kind of showing on the field. It's, it's never, it's, you know, pressing the panic button is not in their M.O. right now. Um, I, I, Pressure-wise, I don't see them having, I think it's a, if it's anything, it's more of a, an anxious desire to, to compete, I think is more so a better way to put it than, than pressure. I think these guys love playing the game of baseball, and I think it shows. There's a lot of smiles on that bench. There's a lot of high-fiving going on. They're all pulling for each other, and, it, it's, and I think it shows in a, in a win like yesterday. Ben, as always, great stuff. Uh, so wait, you give the kid a haircut or you take the kid for the haircut? No, I give the haircuts. I am, wow. I'm, a, I'm an exceptional barber. I, we go on buzz cut here? Or do we just pull out the razor and, and mow the lawn, or what are we doing? No, I have a whole set I got for my barber. Um, I've had them for years. I used to cut hair in, in, at Malvern. It was $2 a haircut. And uh, I used to cut all the kids' hairs after school, and I've continued to cut my boys' hairs, all, both of them, you know, their whole lives. I have very few talents, Glenn. I know how to put diesel in my truck, and I know how to cut hair. That's about it. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm very impressed by that. I really yeah. am. I. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, cool. So. Well, listen, enjoy the game. I know where you will be tonight, as we all will. And um, always a pleasure to talk to you, Ben. You're the best. Jody and Glenn, thanks for having me. Thanks all for right, having man. me. Well. Talk to you there soon. There you go. Uh, my wife cuts my hair at this point in my life, Jody. But uh, as you know, that's not really much of a challenge. She takes right. out the – I have an electric razor. She puts on the the one, you know. There's the you have the different uh, things that you put on, like you know, one, two, three, four. Right. The one is the short one, and she just, as I say, mows the lawn. And I come back a month later, she does it again. I still go and get my hair professionally no. cut. Oh yes, not where you in, you used to. When I worked with you back in the day, you used to go back to Yonkers. To Yonkers, her. and uh, you and I worked together a long time ago. So I I've been going to the same girl for twenty plus years down in. Two people have cut my hair over the last 45 years. 
my guy in Yonkers uh-huh. and my girl here in uh, South Jersey, Debbie. Um, and oh, by the way, she doesn't like the fact that I refer to my haircuts as my seasonal haircuts because I get four a year. I get one yeah. in the fall, one in the spring, one in the winter, and one in the summer. That's it. I go yeah. in four times a year. She has other clients who live a hair lifestyle, and they come in <laughs> once a week. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. Debbie, I'll see you in three months, babe. Yeah. Uh, be back come fall. Uh, so that's my haircutting stances these days. That's pretty good. Good for yes. you. All right. That's funny. Let's get uh, Bob and Bethany Beach. You're on with Jody and Glenn. Hey, Bob. Hello, fellas. Hey, How are you? Good. Hey, I'm, I'm on the beach again, as usual, when I call, and there's no wind, so hopefully it doesn't sound bad on, nice. the, on the microphone. What's the, what's the temp out there today in Delaware? Uh, it's about 62. Nice. And there's a fair amount of people walking up and down as gorgeous the sun's out you live the life buddy i gotta tell you well i, I retired and i just listen to you guys and it keeps my day going cool all right so um i only have one percent so my first thing is um when i listen very very few times to network radio or tv they talk about this being a trap game mm-hmm. and i don't think there's any way that this uh, psyche or the mentality of this Eagles team from Sirianni down to Jalen or AJ or any of those guys, let anybody on that team, especially the rookies, think that this is a trap game. So I'll say that to start. Jody, you addressed it earlier. Yeah. Here's, again, uh, let me repeat what I said earlier. There are a couple things in tomorrow's game that we have not seen the Eagles face so far. One of them is a scrambling quarterback. The other one is a trap game. You can say that you don't believe that's going to happen. Nick Sirianni has never had a trap game before. We've never seen them play again. There were no games last year, and surely there haven't been one yet this year, that they were looking ahead to the next week's opponent. Uh, Maybe they handle it with a plum. Maybe they're just great, and it's no factor whatsoever. We haven't. You can't. You can't say it's not happening because they proved it before. They've not had the chance to prove either of those two things yet this year. So the last four games, they had no mentality of being anything other than driving hard. So why would they not drive hard here? Because the Dallas Cowboys weren't the next game for any of the other four games. I don't. They, think... they, they weren't. Were, were they looking ahead to Dougie P showing up at Lincoln Financial Field? I don't, I don't think, think so. They're wired that way. Okay, we'll find out. All right. Who's your unlikely hero? Uh, let's go to fourth and 26, Freddie Mitchell. Ooh, how about them hands? Yeah, well, you're not career a Freddie achiever. Oh, I mean, he's an unlikely Freddie. hero because he was so bad the rest of the time. <laughs> his first-round pick, man, it was all full of himself. He made three good plays in his career and, and talked about it all the time. Where was he in the Super Bowl? Did, did I ever tell you my Freddie Mitchell story? No, but I can give you mine. But you, your mine is mostly. I guarantee you, mine. I guarantee you, mine came before yours. Okay, I met Freddie Mitchell when he was seventeen years old. No, yes, how'd that happen? Very good, absolutely draftable, and he was drafted a draftable baseball player from Lakeland, Florida, where my father is from. Yeah. And my father was scouting at the time. He was doing pro scouting, not minor league, uh, not high school or college scouting, but had a bunch of buddies that were scout- high school players. As well. And I happened to be down there, and Freddie Mitchell was playing a high school baseball game as a senior, 
And uh, the debate was, is Freddie going to go basketball or uh, uh, baseball? If he is drafted, would he play, uh, skip college? He already had the scholarship to UCLA. He was a better football player than he was a baseball player. He was actually a better basketball player than he was a baseball player as well. The uh, His high school won the state championship in Florida with Freddie as the point guard as a senior. So we went well, maybe a four-mile drive from my father's house to Freddie's high school field and watched him play baseball with a couple of scouts sitting wow. behind home plate when Freddie was still in high school before his hands became what they were. As, uh, he was uh, Chase Utley's college roommate, as I recall. At UCLA, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, uh, bas- I, he didn't play college basketball at UCLA, but he did play both, uh, I think, baseball and uh, football. By the way, this hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. We'll be back. We'll take some calls, 215-592-9494. Jody, are you going to make a couple college picks for today? I will. And, so oh, by the way, one of yeah. them will be... UCLA, since we're talking Ooh. Freddie Mitchell, his uh, former squad, which, by the way, I knew Freddie was full of BS from the day I met him at 17 because he came over to all the college uh, the, uh, baseball scouts. I'm not going to play football. I'm not going to. Uh, I, I mean, I'm coming out. If you guys draft me high enough, I'm coming. I'm a baseball player. Mm. And, of course, he went on through his football career. So Freddie could lay it on thick even at age 17 when he was a high school stud. Yeah. Well, there you have it. 215-592-949. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way pick your favorite team your favorite players and get customized highlights stories and breaking news right on your home feed Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. 
the MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Jordan McDonald, Glenn Mac, now 94 WIP. This hour sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. We will get to our callers momentarily. Before we do that, it is Saturday. It is fall. The weather is brisk. It's a good time for college football. And my pal, Jody Max, got a couple of picks. All right, I'll give you a couple of uh, college games, one of which is already underway, which isn't going to do anybody good if they want to bet it, but you can do in-game betting now. So um, two of my picks have to do with quarterbacks that I had a close eye on before the season started, Mac, because if the Eagles were going to have to look for a quarterback and Jalen Hurts wasn't having the kind of year that he had, a not top-of-the-draft quarterback because Stroud and uh, the kid from Alabama are probably going to go 1-2 in the upcoming draft, and I don't think, although the Saints are stinking pretty good to start the season, I yeah. think the Eagles would have the fourth pick in the draft as of right now if we were to draft. Uh, but a couple of guys that people were talking about as potential first-rounders who both gotten off to lousy starts, and I would pick against both today, one of which is Anthony Richardson from Florida, who has not played well at all. He doesn't look like a first-round pick to me at all. Um, and uh, they're playing Missouri today, who almost beat Georgia last week. Would have been the biggest upset of the college season so far. Georgia rallied late to find a way to win. Uh, but Missouri's not a terrible football team. Um, but I, I'm not a big fan of uh, the quarterback of Georgia, and you're getting 11 points with Missouri today. It's nothing-nothing in the uh, first quarter, about four minutes go. to go. Um, but uh, if you want to get involved in that one, I think 11 is too many to give Missouri. The other guy uh, who was talked up a blue streak, who I really didn't like, at least Richardson I was open to evaluate, Tyler Van Dyke, the quarterback of Miami. Didn't like a little bit, thought he was woefully overrated. He's been so bad he was replaced last week, pulled from the Miami game. He's got four touchdowns and three interceptions so far this year. Major overrating coming into the year. They're home today against North Carolina, and here's a name I'll give you to keep an eye on because uh, you don't have to worry about it for at least a year and a half. We get that much more evaluation time of uh, the quarterback of uh, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. That would be Drake May is Drake the May. North Carolina quarterback who's gotten off to a phenomenal start this year. 19 touchdowns, only one interception, completing about 70% of his passes. North Carolina's got one of the best offenses in college football because of him. They're getting three and a half points at Miami against uh, Tyler Van Dyke, who can't play. Uh, so give me the, uh, the the Tar Heels plus three and a half. And my last one is, sorry, Freddie Mitchell, I'm going against UCLA. Chip Kelly is undefeated so far this year. Yeah. This is their biggest test. They got Utah coming in. Utah got upset by Florida first week of the season, but have ripped off four consecutive impressive wins. They're a three-point favorite on the road today. I think Utah goes in and beats UCLA by at least a touchdown, so I'll take the Utes minus three against the Bruins. There you go. Give me that great Jody uh, Mac uh, uh, sign-off line on that. Um, bet with your head, not over it. That's good. <laughs> I hope oh, uh, you are. Hope you're cashing them, not trashing them. Love that. Always love that. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, apropos of nothing, so I I don't have a, a college team. The 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 school where I went to college ended up d- d- disbanding its football team, which nobody watched when I went there anyway. Um, so I've never had a college team to which I have a strong alliance. I don't know if the 
University of Albany Greyhounds has the Great Danes. Uh, Great Danes, excuse me, that's better. Uh, Great Danes. Excuse they, me. Hey, they jumped up their Division One now. They only got beat by Baylor. They played a TV uh, uh, paycheck game only to start the year. Yeah. Uh, against Baylor, they only lost by sixty. No. <laughs> How are they doing otherwise? Uh, in their own little league, I think they're okay. But uh, they they took a D1? major major television game to start yeah. the season against yeah. Baylor. Yeah. Everybody's favorite homecoming opponent. But anyway, uh, listen, I went to Boston University, and they just disbanded the team, which was interesting because my son was there. He was had the marching band, and they had a marching band, but no football team. A lot of hockey. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I always kind of liked UCLA just from when I was a kid just because – like when I was nine or ten, they had a really good team and went to a bowl and they had cool uniforms and I forget who the Gary Beban, I forget who the players were, but I liked them. And so I always just in a like didn't care that much, but always rooted for UCLA. Can't do that with Chip. Cannot root for Chip. Yeah, no. Um question, and I think I've got this right, but I correct me if I'm wrong. Mark Harmon? Yeah. Was he the UCL? Was he a UCLA guy? I know I he's a he former college after. football quarterback yeah. and became Jethro Gibbs on NCIS uh, for shoot. He did about fifteen years before they just uh, wrote him out of the show or he retired from the show. But uh, I think he was a UCLA quarterback. He was on St. Elsewhere mistaken. before he was before he was that. Okay, which yeah. I which I remember. Yeah, he was he was a uh, he was a Bruin. Yeah, I, I thought maybe he was the guy you, because uh, I think that's the same time frame we're talking about. Oh, here. wait a second. No, he wasn't. He was Cal. Cal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got UCLA. And he was Cal a golden was... bear. Gotcha. My bad. No, wait a second. No, I'm wrong again. He was Purdue? a UCLA Bruin. No, he was a Bruin. I thought he was Yes, a Bruin. it said University of California, so I thought it was Cal, but it was comma Los Angeles. And yeah, that would have been when I was a teenager. Yeah. That is correct. So, yes. I did Little did you know you'd be rooting for Jethro Gibbs. There you go. I believe Pepper Rogers was the was the coach back in those days. Oh, anyway. I remember Pepper. Yeah, he's a good coach. Yeah, there you go. All right, Scott in Landenberg is with us. Hey, Scott. Hey guys. Uh, anyone who says they saw Jalen Hurts' success coming, I don't think is telling the truth. His success this year has been amazing, and we are so so lucky to have him. Props to Howie. Yeah, well, I, I think you're half right. I think there are a lot of people who thought Jalen Hurts was going to have a big improvement this year and establish himself as the quarterback. What he has done in the first four games, I'm sure, is beyond most people's expectations. And by the way, very much helped. You, you mentioned Howie, very much helped by the people they put around him. Agreed. Okay. Hey, I got an unexpected unsung hero. Yeah. An all-timer, I think. He gave us a college basketball championship, and in the finals, he had a career-high 20 points and actually set the record for the most bench points in a championship win, and that's Villanova's Phil Booth. I was waiting for Phil Booth. I think that's a pretty good one. I don't know that it's going to resonate with our uh, Chief Justice, Kyle Quinn, today, but it's a pretty good one. Jody, you know, the thing with Hurts and the Eagles play against Arizona tomorrow and Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray in the offseason signed that amazing, it's like five years, 200 million more or less, right? Yeah, 230. Yeah, okay. As you said, the Eagles have a year and a half, but really the decision has to be made before that. Uh, 
enjoy this rookie contract and all of the things that you can do around it, you know, signing a Bradbury, trading for uh, A.J. Brown, doing all those things, because once he signs that next contract, money's going to be tight. Absolutely. And I, like you, kind of, uh, I I disagree with the uh, way the caller made his point. No one saw this coming. No. There were people who said it had no chance of happening. That this is a mistake the Eagles make because going forward, they should have gotten a court. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Oh, there were a bunch of those. Yes, I'm, I'm pleased to not be in that group. You and I both. And there were those of us who said, let's continue with the evaluative process. Can it happen? Maybe. Might it not happen? Maybe. To me, it was absolutely in the gray area of maybe coming yeah, into this offseason, not I know he's going to become a top-five quarterback. Yeah, nobody said that. But there were a whole bunch of people who said, this guy's got no chance. He's not accurate enough. You can't improve your accuracy. Oh, there were a lot of those. But there were very few who said, yeah, or he's going to be immediately jumping and vaulting into the top five next year. But the way the caller stated made it sound like everybody thought this had no chance of working the way that it's worked. Absolutely correct. And I, I think you and I were in the same thing, which is seeing a lot of things that I like, not quite sure. The good news is we get another year before we have to decide. Didn't want to trade. Oh, God, Russell Wilson. Boy, does he look oh, hooked. Man. Yeah, he looks like McNabb at the end. Um, Didn't want to trade. Who was the other name you mentioned? Oh, uh, Deshaun Watson. They yeah. absolutely. Oh, no, no. Wanted no part of that. Thank goodness. Uh, and so it's like, yeah, well, we get another year hurts. And if it doesn't work out, you got those draft picks. Hey, guess what? It's worked out great. So there you go. Okay. Who we got here? Let's go to John and Maniunk. You're on with Jody and Glenn. Oh. Hey, guys. What's going on? We're good. Hey, another, another great UCLA name is I always thought he was a great linebacker for the Eagles, Jerry Robinson. Yeah, first-round pick. Uh, he was he was the last first linebacker pick, they yep. have taken in the first round. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he so. was a good player. I think he was kind of underrated. But mm-hmm. uh, on Jody, you were talking about uh, you want to Ranger Suarez to pitch tonight. But yes. I was listening to Angelo earlier this week. And, um, yeah, Todd Zaleski, you know, he's a good baseball writer, saying that the uh, Cardinals really eat left-handers alive. So, I don't know about that. Okay, then then I would ask you a question. What happens if the Phillies lose today? Good point. point. Ranger's going to pitch one of these two games, right? Ranger Uh is going to pitch. Now, if if Nola goes out and wins, boom, done. Thank you very much. We move on to the next round. But if you're so afraid of the Cardinals' right-handed bats against the left-handed pitcher, you want them going game three when it's all on the line? That's true. Yeah, one thing, uh, the only thing that worries me about Nola tonight is he's a Louisiana kid. I think it's going to be a little cold out there. I, I know I'm, like, overthinking it, but I don't know. It might affect him a little bit tonight. He does. He pitches. That's a good point. Uh, how many games have we seen Aaron Nola pitch with the sweat coming off the back of his uh, cap, Mac, man? 90-degree, uh, yeah. middle-of-the-summer heated games where it just looks like it's work to be out there, and he's pitched famously. He, he is one of those weather guys who pitches much better when it's hot. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I had a guy for you here. I don't know if it's going to win, but I know we're not allowed to mention uh, Nick Foles, but the man who threw the pass in Philly, Philly, Trey Burton. Ooh. Love Trey Burton. Not bad. That is good. Yeah. It's not bad. And by the way, he was a very nice guy. I did a charity thing with him and when he was here and he's just uh he was he was one of these guys who 
recognized how excited fans get to see a player, right? And he was right. not a big-time player, which is kind of the point. And he just, you know, you know the ones who just get it yep. and are just nice to people, and Trey Burton was one of those guys. And uh, that is a play, and you're right. Uh, Nick, Nick is much more remembered than Trey Burton was, and he should be because he was the quarterback that uh, led them to the victory. But that's one of the most iconic plays in Philadelphia Eagle history. Yeah, so uh, Trey it. Burton played a huge part on it. He was in it. Yep. So we had, we had uh, Corey Clement, Trey Burton, and Nick Foles is disqualified. So we've we've covered that one. <laughs> yes, we have. Let's sneak in Jake here before the break. Hello, Jake. Hey, guys, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You got it. So I was curious if you could speculate, how much of a strategic advantage is it to have Edmundo Sosa on our team after he spent most of the year with the Cardinals? I'm particularly thinking about his base running last night, knowing those arms, knowing how much time he had. I mean, how far does that extend? I would say not much, Mac. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. Better, he, better. he was just going to run. <laughs> Yeah, better better for uh, knowing what the pitchers are going to pitch. I, I can't say. Oh, he knew Goldschmidt was going to double clutch on that play to home. <laughs> I, I kind of doubt that. So uh, thank you very much sure uh, for for uh, doing what you did, but I don't think it came because of cardinal knowledge. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, and then my answer for the unsung here, unexpected here, would be uh, Michael Layton in the, uh, the, oh, the Flyers' no. finals oh, run. Please. Oh, God. Now, now, you're, now you're just trying to hurt me, aren't you? Michael Look, I was Layton. Gonna say Nick Foles because I didn't hear that. Jake, you know what I remember Michael Layton for? <laughs> Game five. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Michael Layton. Oh, yeah. Jake, you've ruined my day. Thank well, you. He, no, I'm sorry. I just let Jake. He, he helped them get there. I is could, the please, point that he's could, trying to know. make. He came up kind of small in a big spot. I'll yes. give you that. But yes. He he was an unexpected contributor to a team that made it to a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, how'd that end? Ending it was poor. Yes, <laughs> there, there's no other way around the fact that the ending was poor. People who have listened to me over the years know my disdain for Michael Layton, who, by the way, is that it's not a personal thing. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, uh, but uh, God, never I just... did a charity thing with him the way you did with Trey. No, Trey. but I, I did once buy him a drink at a, at uh, <laughs> a steakhouse because he came in and he was sitting there, and I was. Just, you know, with either his wife or his date or whatever, and I was with a group of people. So, like, hey, Glenn, is your favorite player, Michael Layton. Ha, 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 ha. I was at Del Frisco's. And he, really? He, yes, and he was there, and, and people were oh. teasing me because he was there. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to send him over a drink. So that's, that's so, it. That's so funny because the last time I was in Del Frisco's, I think it was my wife's anniversary. Um, so my daughter came with well, your us. Your wife's and, anniversary. Uh, my wife's anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Were you part of that? Uh, yes, uh, okay. I picked up the check for both my wife and my daughter. We invited my daughter because she's uh, living yeah. in Philly, uh, so she came with us. A great dinner. God, Del Frisco's is a phenomenal restaurant. Sitting two tables over from us was a bunch of Colorado Avalanche players. Oh yeah. And I didn't recognize any of them. I'll be 100% honest. But at the time, my daughter was working for the MLB network, which means in part you work for the NHL network because mm -hmm. they work out of the same building and you do work for both. She was more baseball than hockey, but had some hockey responsibilities. And she recognized the guys. Sweet. I didn't. I'm a friggin' sports talk show host. I'm supposed to be able to pick these guys out of a, but they're the Colorado Avalanche. So she goes, Dad, do you know who this is? So, yeah, it's, I guess hockey players like Del Frisco's. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's probably well. The Frisco's is pretty good, so yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, hockey players, uh, specifically in general, everybody likes Del Frisco's. Two on five, five nine two ninety four ninety four with Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack. Now, fall is in full swing. The leaves are changing. Everybody's bringing out the comfy sweaters. Gone are the days of blasting a car's AC. Listen, the weather's getting colder, but the sales at United Tire remain hot. Right now, get unbeatable pricing on all the major brands like Michelin, Goodyear, and Continental. Stop by your local United Tire today for more details. Say so long to summer and hello to fall with the help of the great people at United Tire. Remember, don't drive alone, drive United. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack, now 94 WIP. Jody, you and I get to do this again tomorrow. Looking forward to it, big guy. Ten to one, and then I have uh, countdown to kickoff one to two, and then I got the pregame from two to four twenty. So, uh, yeah, six hours and twenty minutes of radio tomorrow, <laughs> followed by rehearsal for the play that I'm in, Jody. Now wait I, a minute, the, the Eagles are playing. I hope you're rehearsing. No, after the rehearsal. Seven. Well, the rehearsal starts at seven. So, okay, all right. I may. I'm going to have to catch the end of the Eagles game there. But, yes, then the game, and then I got rehearsal. Jody, you got to come out and see me a clue in this Swarthmore Players Club. Damn, you got a long day tomorrow. I do. Holy I do. mackerel. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm just going to give a plug for that. I'm in the play clue at the Swarthmore Players Club. I am Colonel Mustard. It runs from October 21st through November 5th. It's very, very funny. The other people in it are way more talented than I am. Uh, and you can get tickets at PCS, which is Players Club of Swarthmore, PCSTheater.org. And... There is a scene in the play, Jody, where you need an announcer on the radio to, to have something. You know, he's not yes. there. But, and you know who I got for that? Not one, me. Thank you very much. 1A Cataldi. Oh, really? With a little help from Joe Conklin. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I hope people come right, out and see. I see where you're going there. Quick question on that. Yeah. Who's the director? It is not Anthony Sanfilippo, who has done some shows I've been in, who's a terrific director. Right. Uh, who we know as a producer of ours back in the day and is now, uh, he's all kinds of things, including a terrific writer uh, and podcaster for Crossing Broad. Uh, but no, this is a guy named Mike Sokolowski, uh, who you wouldn't know, but he is equally talented. But um, is is there a woman co-director or assistant director? Or? There is, a, yeah. Please, Ashley, why, please why you... set, send her my regards because my daughter says she's a great boss. Oh, really? Yeah. Does she work okay. for Comcast? Well, I know who you're talking about. Yes. How about that? Well, yes. there you go. One more reason my, for you to come and see that's me, Jody. What my daughter said yesterday. We've got to go to this yeah. play because yeah. her her boss is involved, and she's uh, yeah. she loves her job and she loves her boss. And she said, "Then uh, Glenn's starting this thing, so you and I got to get out to the play." Dad, Please Dad. do. So I'm planning on it. Yes. Oh, I would love you to come out, and then you can do for what we're watching, and you can rip me. Yes, <laughs> okay. uh, it will, will be my pleasure. All right, <laughs> let's get a, get a couple of quick calls. Dan in Port Richmond, you're on with Jody and Glenn. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I'm a big fan from Mac and Mac days and uh, Jody. I go back to the uh, days of do me a favor, yes. and I swear by your Johnson theory. All the time. <laughs> Is that uh, a play tomorrow? I, I think our Johnson's injured. <laughs> no, one Johnson in, one Johnson out. Oh. Yes. And, 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 and Glenn? I would ma I would nail you more for a Professor Plum than a Colonel Mustard. Well, but appreciate that. Take, <laughs> but my 
my theory on my my point on the whole trap game thing is I think Sirianni has these guys this whole dog mentality. A dog only looks at focuses on what's in front of it. You put a bowl of food out, that's all that dog sees. And I think he truly keeps that focused more than any other um you know, any other coach I've seen. So I think that they're focused tomorrow. They don't look at the Cowboys until they move on from whatever the result is tomorrow. Well, I mean, I don't know. You always like to believe that. Yeah, I'll repeat the point that I made earlier, Glenn. I hope that's the case, and I think Sirianni does have a really good grasp on his locker room. We've never faced this before, and when I say we, I mean the Nick Sirianni Eagles, which he took over at the beginning of last year to today. They've never had a game you would look at and go, ooh, could this be a look-ahead game? Could this be a trap game? They've never had it, so we don't know if he's good dealing with it. We'll find out tomorrow. After tomorrow, we'll be able to say, and the Eagles faced their first trap game and went out to Arizona and beat the Cardinals by double digits the way they were supposed to. He had the same dog mentality last year when they got off to a 2-5 and start, so it's something I think yet to be determined. Yeah. And my hero? Yeah. The greatest, and I hope it hasn't been mentioned. I've been in and out. And I'm glad I'm going to intentionally mispronounce the name because I watched it when his name was announced. Vince Papale. Uh, is that how they announce it? <laughs> Vince Papale is pretty good. Uh, he was more an underdog than a guy who's remembered for one great moment. But, yeah, always, always worth mentioning, Vince. Sure. All right, real quick. Vincent Wilmington, I know you've been holding. We're low on time. Just give me your unlikely hero. Okay, uh, Matt Stairs. It's been mentioned. All right, let us go back to our producer, Kyle Quinn. Kyle, what did we forget to talk about today? All right, I got a few things for you here. I wanted to bring this up first because I saw it on uh, the NFL Network this morning. Really great story. Uh, Commander's running back Brian Robinson was activated today, six weeks after being shot twice in the leg. That's just unbelievable to me. And really happy for the guy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, obviously we do not root for the Commanders in this town, but that is certainly, it's it's a great comeback story, and I root for that guy to have a good and successful career, other than twice a season. <laughs> yes. All right, I'm yeah. with you on that one. Uh a little weird news out of basketball yesterday, and then we got a video of it, mm-hmm. I think, today or this morning. But, man, Draymond Green threw a haymaker at teammate Jordan Poole during practice, and uh, he, he put him down, man. What is the deal with that? Yeah, Jody, did you see that? Yes. That was oh, it only had, only had like a million views on Twitter in an hour and change after it leaked out. Uh, and my guess is... It'll be swept under the rug the same way that uh, Aaron Donald swinging a helmet as a weapon has been swept under the rug in the National Because he's so good. Because it's up to the Warriors to discipline him because it happened in practice, not during a game. So the league has to try and twist the team's arm, and the team's going to say, we'll we'll fine him. Uh, There'll be no suspension because they – and, oh, by the way, he'd be suspended for the first game – which is championship banner night. 
uh, when they yeah. get their rings and hang their banners, the champions of the NBA. Yeah, Draymond's not going to miss that. I suspect the person who's going to lose their job over that is the person when they figure out who gave that to TMZ. Well, gave is not the word because that person got a lot of money for it. All right, one more. <laughs> All right, uh, one more. This is an interesting thing out of the world of baseball here because the uh, judge record happened and then the Pujols 700 home runs happened, but Pujols' 703rd home run uh, turns out to be the final home run that Pujols will ever hit in the regular season. Now, this guy caught it. But he made a grave mistake. He left the stadium without getting the ball authenticated. And now he can't, the MLB will not authenticate a ball that has left the stadium. So uh, all the value of that 703rd home run down the tubes. Ouch. Yeah. Don't know what it would be worth. They said the judge ball, they estimate it's worth several million dollars. Uh, so this is Pujol's last, I mean, at minimum hundreds of thousands, right? I would think so, yeah. Ew. That stinks. <laughs> Tough wow. break for that guy. Yeah. Hey, you know, sometimes you want to be traffic, but that was a really bad move. <laughs> yeah, tell that to the Cardinal fans leaving yesterday's game. <laughs> oh, we want to see that again tonight, Jody Mack. Yes. I we will do. be in front of my TV watching and rooting for Aaron Nola to make me look like a fool for suggesting that Ranger Suarez pitch tonight's game. Well, you won't look like a fool if they win. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll win. And you and I will get the opportunity to talk about it tomorrow. Hey, Kyle Quinn, who yeah. is the, uh, who's the winner? All right, I was between two, and I was looking for something to tip the scales in one favor or the other. And I was between Corey Clement, or Corey Clement and uh, Matt Stairs, but Corey Clement's a Cowboys fan, so. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.